0: Section 37 of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 961 when it was the nine hundred and sixty-first night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that abu hassan the Khorasani thus pursued his tale so i said to the jeweller give her the necklace and set down the price to me then she took it and went away but i followed her till she came to the tigris and boarded a boat there whereupon i signed with my hand to the ground as who would say i kiss it before thee she went off laughing and i stood watching her till i saw her land and enter a palace which when i considered i knew it for the palace of the caliph al-mutawakil so i turned back o commander of the faithful with all the cares in the world fallen on my heart for she had of me three thousand dinars, and i said to myself she hath taken my wealth and ravished my wit, and peradventure i shall lose my life for her love then i returned home and told my mother all that had befallen me and she said o my son beware how thou have to do with her after this or thou art lost When I went to my shop, my factor in the drug market, who was a very old man, came to me and said, O my lord, how is it that I see thee changed in case and showing marks of chagrin? Tell me, what aileth thee? So I told him all that had befallen me with her and he said, O my son, this is indeed one of the handmaidens of the palace of the commander of the faithful and haply she is the Caliph's favourite concubine. So do thou reckon the money as spent for the sake of Almighty Allah, and occupy thyself no more with her. And she come again, beware, lest she have to do with thee, and tell me of these, that I may devise thee some device, lest perdition betide thee. Then he fared forth, and left me with a flame of fire in my heart. At the end of the month, behold, she came again, and I rejoice in her with exceeding joy quoth she what ailed thee to follow me and quoth i excess of passion that is in my heart urged me to these and i wept before her she wept for ruth of me and said by allah there is not in thy heart aught of love longing but in my heart is more yet how shall i do by allah i have no resource save to see thee thus once a month then she gave me a bill saying carry this to such an one of such a trade who is my agent and take of him what is named therein but i replied i have no need of money be my wealth and my life thy sacrifice quoth she i will right soon contrive thee a means of access to me whatever trouble it cost me then she farewelled me and fared forth whilst i repaired to the old druggist and told him what had passed. He went with me to the palace of Al-Mutawakil, which I knew for that which the damsel had entered, but the sheikh was at last for a device. Presently he espied a tailor sitting with his apprentices at work in his shop, opposite the lattice giving upon the river bank, and said to me, Yonder is one by whom thou shalt win thy wish. But first tear thy pocket, and go to him and bid him sew it up. When he hath done this, give him ten dinars. I hear and obey, answered I, and taking with me two pieces of Greek brocade, went to the tailor, and bade him make of them four suits, two with long-sleeved coats, and two without. When he had finished cutting them out and sewing them, I gave him to his hire much more than of want, and he put out his hand to me with the clothes. But I said, take them to thyself and for those who are with thee. And I fell to sitting with him and sitting long. I also bespoke of him other clothes and said to him, Hang them out in front of thy shop, so the folk may see them and buy them. He did as I bade him, and whoso came forth of the caliph's palace and ought to the clothes pleased him, I made him a present thereof even to the doorkeeper. One day of the days the tailor said to me, O my son, I would have thee tell me the truth of thy case, for thou hast bespoken of me a hundred costly suits, each worth a mint of money, and hast given most of them to the folk. This is no merchant's fashion, for a merchant calleth an account of every dear man. And what can be the sum of thy capital that thou givest these gifts, and what thy gain every year? Tell me the truth of thy case, that I may assist thee to thy desire. Presently adding, I conjure thee by Allah, tell me, art thou not in love? Yes, replied I. And he said, With whom? Quoth I, with one of the handmaids of the caliph's palace. And quoth he, Allah put them to shame. How long shall they seduce the folk? Knowest thou her name? Said I, no and said he describe her to me so i described her to him and he cried out on it this is the lutest of the caliph al-mutawakil and his pet concubine but she hath a mameluke, and do thou make friends with him it may be he shall become the means of thy having access to her now as we were talking behold out walked the servant in question from the palace as he were a moon on the fourteenth night and seeing that i had before me the clothes which the tailor had made me and they were of brocade of all colours he began to look at them and examine them then he came up to me and i rose and saluted him he asked who art thou and i answered i am a man of the merchant quoth he wilt thou sell these clothes and quoth i yes so he chose out five of them and said to me, "How much these five said I they are a present to thee from me, in earnest of friendship between me and thee." At this he rejoiced, and I went home and fetching a suit embroidered with jewels and jacinths worth three thousand dinars, returned therewith and gave it to him. He accepted it, and carrying me into a room within the palace, said to me. What is thy name among the merchants? Said I, I am a man of them. He continued, Verily, I misdoubt me of thine affair. I asked, Why so? And he answered, Because thou hast bestowed on me a costly gift, and won my heart therewith, and I make certain that thou art Abu al Hasan of Korazan, the Shroff. With these I fell a-weeping, O prince of true believers. And he said to me, why dost thou weep? By Allah, she for whom thou weepest is yet more longingly in love with thee than thou with her. And indeed her case with thee is notorious among all palace women. But what wouldst thou have? Quoth I, I would have thee succour me in my calamity. So he appointed me for the morrow, and I returned home. As soon as I rose next morning, I betook myself to him and waited in his chamber, till he came in and said to me, know that yesternight when after having made an end of her service by the caliph she returned to her apartment i related to her all that had passed between me and thee and she is minded to foregather with thee so stay with me till the end of the day accordingly i stayed with him till dark when the mameluke brought me a shirt of gold in woven stuff and a suit of the caliph's apparel and clothing me therein incensed me and I became like the commander of the faithful. Then he brought me to a gallery with rows of rooms on either side, and said to me, These are the lodgings of the chief of the slave girls, and when thou passest along the gallery, do thou lay at each door a bin, for it is the custom of the caliph to do this every night. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say, end of night nine hundred and sixty-one night nine hundred and sixty-two when it was the nine hundred and sixty-second night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that the mameluke said to abu hassan when thou passest along the gallery set down at each door a bin, for tis the custom of the caliph so to do till thou come to the second passage on thy right hand when thou wilt see a door with a marble threshold touch it with thy hand or and thou wilt count the doors which are so many and enter the one whose marks are thus and thus there thy mistress will see thee and take thee in with her as for thy coming forth verily allah will make it easy for me though i carry thee out in a chest then he left me and returned whilst i went on counting the doors and laying at each a bean when i had reached the middle of the gallery i heard a great clatter and saw the light of flambeau coming towards me as the light drew near me i looked at it and behold the caliph himself came surrounded by the slave girls carrying waxen lights and i heard one of the women say to another o my sister have we two caliphs verily the caliph whose perfumes and essences i smelt hath already passed by my room and he hath laid the bean at my door as his wont and now i see the light of his flambeau and here he cometh with them replied the other indeed this is a wondrous thing for disguise himself in the caliph's habit none would dare then the light drew near me whilst i trembled in every limb and up came an eunuch crying out to the concubines and saying hither whereupon they turned aside to one of the chambers and entered THEN THEY CAME OUT AGAIN AND WALKED ON TILL THEY CAME TO THE CHAMBER OF MY MISTRESS, AND I HEARD THE caliph SAY, WHOSE CHAMBER IS THIS? THEY ANSWERED, THIS IS THE CHAMBER OF SHAJARAT AL-LUR. AND HE SAID, CALL HER. SO THEY CALLED HER, AND SHE CAME OUT AND KISSED THE FEET OF THE caliph, WHO SAID TO HER, WILL THOU DRINK TONIGHT? QUOTH SHE, BUT FOR THY PRESENCE AND THE LOOKING ON THINE AUSPICIOUS COUNTENANCE, I WOULD NOT DRINK for I incline not to wine this night. Then quoth the commander of the faithful to the eunuch, Bid the treasurer give her such necklace. And he commanded to enter her chamber. So the waxen lights entered before him, and he followed them into the apartment. And at the same moment, behold, there came up a damsel, the luster of whose face outshone that of the flambeau in her hand. And drawing near, she said, Who is this? Then she laid hold of me, and carrying me into one of the chambers, said to me, Who art thou? I kissed the ground before her, saying, I implore thee by Allah, O my lady, Spare my blood, and have ruth on me, And commend thyself unto Allah by saving my life. And I wept for fear of death. Quoth she, Doubtless thou art a robber. And quoth I, No, by Allah, I am no robber. Seest thou on me the signs of thieves? Said she, Tell me the truth of thy case, and I will put thee in safety. So I said, I am a silly lover, and an ignorant, whom passion and my folly have moved to do as thou seest, so that I am falling into this law of despond. Thereat cried she, Abide here till I come back to thee. And going forth she presently returned, with some of her handmaid's clothes, wherein she clad me, and bade me follow her. So I followed her, till she came to her apartment, and commanded me to enter i went in and she led me to a couch whereon was a mighty fine carpet and said sit down here no harm shall befall thee art thou not abu al-hasan ali the korasani the shroff i answered yes and she rejoined allah spare thy blood given thou speak truth And thou be a robber thou art lost more by token than thou art dressed in the caliph's habit and incensed with his sins but and thou be indeed abu al hassan thou art safe and no hurt shall happen to thee for that thou art the friend of shajarat al dur who is my sister and ceaseth never to name thee and tell us how she took of thee money yet wasn't thou not chagrined and how thou didst follow her to the river bank and madest sign as thou would kiss the earth in her honour and her heart is yet more aflame for thee than is thine for her but how camest thou hither was it by her order or without it she hath indeed imperilled thy life but what seekest thou in this assignation with her i replied by allah o my lady tis i who have imperilled my own life and my aim in foregathering with her is but to look on her and hear her pretty speech she said thou hast spoken well and i added o my lady allah is my witness when i declare that my soul prompteth me to no offence against her honour cried she in this intent may allah deliver thee indeed compassion for thee hath got and hold upon my heart then she called her handmaid and said to her go to shajarat al and say to her thy sister saluteth thee and biddeth thee to her so favour her by coming to her this night according to thy custom for her breast is straightened. The slave girl went out, and presently returned, told her mistress that Shajarat al-Dur said, May Allah bless me with thy long life, and make me thy ransom. By Allah, hadst thou bidden me to other than this, I had not hesitated. But the caliph's migraine constraineth me, and thou knowest my rank with him. But the other said to her damsel, Return to her and say, Needst must thou come to my mistress upon a private matter between thee and her so the girl went out again and presently returned with the damsel whose face shone like the full moon her sister met her and embraced her then said she "Ho, abu al Hassan, come forth to her and kiss her hands now i was in a closet within the apartment so i walked out o commander of the faithful and when my mistress saw me she threw herself upon me and strained me to her bosom saying How comest thou in the caliph's clothes, and his ornaments, and perfumes? Tell me, what hath befallen thee? So I related to her all that had befallen me, and what I had suffered for a fright, and so forth. And she said, Grievous to me is what thou hast endured for my sake, and praised be Allah who hath caused the issue to be safety, and the fulfilment of safety is in thy entering my lodging and that of my sister. Then she carried me to her own apartment saying to her sister, I have covenant with him that I will not be united to him unlawfully, but, as he hath risked himself and incurred these perils, I will be earth for his treading and dust to his sandals. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of night 962